Uh, so I'm in uh, Ohio, kind of outside of Cleveland. That's like the best that I can describe it for people because there's really nothing here um, to sort of use as a landmark aside from Cleveland. Uh, so I'm like an hour outside of Cleveland. Cleveland is my airport. The only landmark we know in Ohio is Lost Lands. Yeah. So that's like way <laughs> down south. <laughs> okay, uh, that's, okay. that's what a lot of people say. They say, oh, so you live by Lost Lands. I'm like, Nope, not at all. It's not practically, all. Uh, I'm not sure what it, whether it's closer to Kentucky or West Virginia. One of the two, though. Um, but I'm, I'm much further away. I'm also re really close to uh, Pennsylvania, like the Pennsylvania border is like 25 minutes away. So sometimes if I have to, I fly out of Pittsburgh Airport. Okay. Is there really much even going on out there in your area? Shows -wise? Absolutely not. No, there's nothing. <laughs> um like quite literally there is nothing there's no scene here at all um there used to be a bit of a scene in cleveland there was one guy that was working on it for a while uh, i believe his name was mike i always wonder how he's doing nowadays um but he was working on throwing some shows and such um at a venue that he owned and i believe he sold it stopped throwing shows and i don't think that uh i think that there's only one venue left in Cleveland that does uh, electronic shows. Pittsburgh is kind of lackluster. Um, people will come through if they can play stage AE, uh, which is, um, I think it's like a 2,500 cap or so. We went and saw the, the slander guys there um, right before COVID hit. Um, it's a cool venue, but aside from that, there's really not much there either. The only real area is Columbus, which is about mm -hmm. three hours down south. And that's it. Aside from that, there's not much going on in Ohio. So wherever the town is you are right now, you're calling that the D's Nuts headquarters then. We always see you tag your location there. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, no, uh, that is uh, my house. My house is the D's Nuts headquarters for sure. D's Nuts, Ohio. <laughs> yes, D's Nuts, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, other than Legend Valley, it sounds like D's Nuts is probably the most prominent dubstep area. 100% yeah no and it's it's quite literally just my house outside of that nothing if you're in the driveway nothing um so yeah that's what we're working yeah. with here that's what we've been working with since uh since the beginning of liking electronic music it hasn't gotten much better so you're in the middle of an area where dubstep is not prominent so how did you get into the scene to begin with uh the internet um mm -hmm. I was a teenager uh one of my classmates in high school uh, showed me Skrillex stuff and I was like yo this is crazy um, and from there became a big Skrillex fan and then became a Flux Pavilion fan and then a Dead Mouse fan and then a Nero fan so on and so forth uh, kind of fell down the rabbit hole until I started producing myself but yeah no there nothing from a scene at all it was kind of just like me and a couple of my friends that were like into it and nobody else was at all and I was the only one that decided to try producing Mm -hmm. and I guess it worked. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember your first show? Oh, vividly. Yeah. No, my first show was in, um, it was outside of Houston, I want to say. Um, I was 18. I had just had a hip surgery um, five days beforehand. Uh, so I was on crutches. Yeah. Wow. Uh, I can't believe you even made it out. 
Oh, I was determined. Uh, I went with dad. Me and dad went. It was crazy. At least dad um, was there. Yeah, no, it was super helpful because I had also never been on an airplane, so I had no idea what was going on. Oh but anyways, yeah, me and dad flew out and went to Houston. I want to say it was like close to same Houston University. Um, I'm geographically challenged, so I might be completely misnaming that. Uh, and it was like, um, I'm going to use the term festival, but that's definitely being a bit gratuitous. It was a very, very low key outdoor event. And the headliner was Waka Flocka. Oh, and wow. That was the night. <laughs> um, so that was the night I met him. Definitely encountered him, I'd say, like six or seven more times over the years. Mm -hmm. um, I also met, it's really funny, um, Tim Elefante. I met that oh. night. Um, oh, yeah. And he, in retrospect, is probably really funny. And I, I would tell him the same thing. He definitely did not want anything to do with me that night. And I don't blame him whatsoever. Um, I don't think I was being annoying because how could I? I was kind of hobbling around, but he was just doing his thing. He had been a professional at that time. I was, you know, literally 18, just fresh out of high school. Would not classify myself as a professional at all. Um, but we laugh about it now. We're good friends. So, wow. but yeah, that was the first show. That's wow. so funny. Waka Flocka used to be the legend. We would bump him at, in the high school parking lot with the subs in our car and just like raise hell listening to his music growing up. Oh, I know. No, I used to bump Waka Flocka like crazy. Honestly, still do at the gym. Like, yeah, why not? Him and Tyga. Tyga had the well done mixtape around that time. And we just thought it was the best thing ever. I was a big fan of the well done mixtapes. <laughs> Very big fan of the well done mixtapes. Yeah. yeah. Those that was great. the hype age for sure. It was, it was, yeah, it was like the 2012, 2013 era. It's fantastic. Can't beat it. Yeah. yeah. I can see how that would be Chrissy because so Chrissy grew up in an area called Lakewood, but everyone in Denver calls it Lake hood. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some areas out here where you're like, should I even be walking out here? Should I, should I be even holding anything or like, am I going to get robbed? Like, right. Yeah. There's yeah. some questionable areas. <laughs> so that's, um, I'm glad you said that because that's honestly kind of like where I am too. Um, I gave you like a rough idea of where I live, but I'm actually like, I'm right outside a city called Youngstown. Um, Youngstown, it's been well removed, um, from it at this point in time, I believe, but a number of years ago, I'm pretty sure Youngstown won murder capital USA. Uh, so yeah, not the best place. That being yeah. said, um, Jim Trestle, who I believe coached Ohio state, I don't know. I'm out of touch with sports. Um, Ohio Same. state football, uh, is now the president of Youngstown state university has been for several, several years and has been kind of transforming the city. But mm -hmm. anyways, all that is to just say that, yeah, completely relate. Um, it's, it's like, you go that way, not the best place that way, not the best place that way worse than both the other two places so i get it but the music taste is impeccable that's also probably why there's like no edm <laughs> yeah because we know a lot of headbangers from ohio like even if there might not be shows there's a lot of people who loved upset there yeah i think i mean they're probably closer to like the columbus area is my best mm -hmm. guess um because i i would have to imagine that if there were that many then you know all the major tour stops would come through yeah. cleveland only half of them i half is probably even still generous uh probably about a quarter of them do i think what's it called is it like um agora or something like that i can't remember there's like one venue that people will stop at it's about it yeah i mean there's those um uncut republic guys i know they're based out of ohio 
Yeah, the, so those guys are in Cincinnati, and I just got um, the privilege of meeting and working with them uh, back in August um, mm -hmm. for a festival that they did, which I think I could be incorrect in saying this, but I believe it was the first one that they had done, yeah. at least for that festival, Interstellar. Yep, Interstellar. Was what it was called. Yep. Uh, and they did a really, really good job. It was great seeing that. I always take pride in seeing anybody from this area trying to do anything, albeit they're four mm -hmm. hours south. Doesn't matter. Still something very incredible to pull off. And it looked like the festival really was incredible. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if they, I, I heard that they got like a really big upgrade for next year. I'm not sure if that is low key or if that's been publicized yet. So I'm not going to say anything mm -hmm. further, um, yeah. but so I would, I would say that they did really, really well, which is great to see. Hell yeah. Very good. Yeah. I've heard nothing but good things about mm -hmm. those guys. I, I've chatted briefly with Jared, the talent buyer. And then, yeah, he was great. Yeah. And then I follow Sean on social media, but yeah, what those guys are doing out there is awesome. I know they've brought like Wooly out there, Bear Grylls and Lays and yeah. 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 So. No, that's, that's, you got to start somewhere. And I very much respect what they're doing. Um, I think that they are doing exactly that. They're starting. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm very, very excited to see how that shapes over the next several years. Hopefully they can expand north. That would be the best. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Jared, if you're listening, <laughs> take notes. <laughs> Jared, I love you. <laughs> so I'm actually, I want to know if you're able to spill any other shows that maybe you're potentially going to be playing saw that you announced dance bestopia but mm -hmm. are there any other tour stops that maybe you can spill on the fbi show uh probably not yeah. <laughs> um, i have i have i have a handful um some of them are definitely really exciting uh and because of that definitely can't say anything about mm -hmm. it yet um i think honestly one of them the one in which i'm like the most excited about i'm probably like a week away from being able to say anything about um oh wait you guys said you're, you're in the denver area yep all right well then i'll probably see you guys later this year that's in that's july yeah uh, <laughs> okay so all i can't right. say it we're all speaking the same language here. We know what we're talking about. And anybody that's listening to this will probably figure out in, in, in the next week as well. Yeah. Oh, so, cool. Yeah. But yeah, that'll be fun. That'll be really exciting. I'm, I'm stoked for that one. When you were here last week, like what else did you do in Denver? Did you get to see the city at all? Oh, absolutely not. I did nothing. Um, I got oh. there at, I got there. Well, I've, I've been in Denver before, so it wasn't the end of the world. I'm a big fan of the city. Um, actually, the last time I was there, uh, my flight got delayed like seven hours and my hotel kicked me out and I wasn't about to get another night just to like, you know, sit around for another several hours. So I went to the library uh, and just chilled oh. there and played games on my laptop. And yeah, that was that was my last Denver experience. Honestly, not bad. Um, some of the homeless dudes would not leave me alone. Mm -hmm. That was a little concerning, but um, all things considered not the worst time um and then so anyways i was saying uh, this past time um my flight landed at i think like nine so i drove into the city uh took a literal power nap i think it was like 35 minutes of napping woke up extremely disoriented went to the show played the show went back to the hotel fell asleep for like four more hours went to the airport that was it i don't even think i was there for wow. like I, I think i was there for nine hours in total so quick in and out very quick in and out um 
but sometimes that's how it is. Yeah. Yeah. Saw that you uh, brought out Asora too. Yes. And that was the first time that I got to meet him and his manager in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that was great. <laughs> I absolutely love those guys. They're literally too pure um, for <laughs> this <laughs> scene. Um, they're fantastic, though. Eric is great from all angles. Great person. Yeah great musician and Landon is the same uh, although I don't think he's a musician so I can't really say that but he's a <laughs> fantastic person and I'll say this he's a great hugger best hugger I've come across in quite a while so that's a good trait we yeah. were actually with them like hours before they went to you we oh were no with kidding them in oh Boulder, yeah because yeah. of Boulder of course yeah I was <laughs> I was talking to Landon I was like I wonder if I'd be able to make it out there but not possible not with getting in at nine because mm-hmm. Eric went on at 10 and I was like if I, I didn't know what was going on. I heard there was snow. So I was like, if I go out there and then try to make it back and then there's snow and I can't, that's a problem. So it's just went to the hotel and ordered a Cobb salad. And that's what I did. So, so. Crank that Cobb salad. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> right. Sounds like a great night. It was yeah, fine. No. I had no no qualms whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it looked like a great turnout too at the mm-hmm. show. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. The Denver crowds are always really fun, really energetic. My favorite part of it is that like, and I definitely can't say this for everywhere. So I will say it because credit is due. Um, Denver crowds really like just about anything. Um, And I don't think I have like a super versatile set, but I've had some places where like, you know, I'm predominantly like a dubstep guy, melodic bass guy, that kind of thing. And if I play a house song, I'm literally getting like things thrown at me. I'm like, Mm -hmm. are you, are you fucking kidding me? Like the snobs. Yeah. Dubstep snobs be better than that so what's nice is that i know that at denver i can play you know the weirdest thing i have in my set i could play uh you know the prettiest thing i have in my set the heaviest thing i have in my set and everybody's gonna like it and that's definitely something that i cannot say for everywhere so i really respect that and really look forward to that when you know when playing there so it was great and that was true for thursday night as well love it oh yeah (laughs) i can definitely say the same about denver because I was never really into dubstep when I first moved out here, but that was like, what, eight years ago? Where are you from uh, initially? San Diego. So I was- San Diego as well. Yeah. But that being said, that is definitely a place where you cannot play anything. No, you cannot. We are- Absolutely not. If I was still there, I would have still been a main stage and house head. Like- Sure. Always being at main stage, just want the, uh, the basic stuff. No DNB, no heart style, none of that. And to be fair, there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Yeah. To each their own. But you know, it's like there's other things out there and they're fun too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Yeah. everyone should Learn just keep an open mind. Yeah. yeah. The Denver crowd, we used to like um a lot of trance growing up because I'm from here. And so in high school, I would go to Red Rocks. They would always book above and beyond every year. Of course, oh, that's awesome. Global used to be at Red Rocks too. So that was really cool. The tran- there used to be a huge trance family, but I haven't really seen many trance acts come here. Like Vinny Vici will come pretty much once a year, but that's about it. So I don't know how the trance acts are selling around here. We do know that hard dance acts are starting to sell pretty well too. Oh, really? That's cool. Mm-hmm. Like, can you give me some examples? Yeah. Um, last week, Lady Faith came. We have Darksiders coming. Um, there's this place called the club vinyl and usually every Saturday there's a rhythm show in the basement, but recently hard dance acts have started getting announced. So it's like 303 family and amplitude. And, um, yeah, the lady faith show last week, there were way more people there than we thought there would be when it was competing with Wooly sold out at the Ogden the same night. 
and then um the charles the first show at mission yeah so, yeah 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 mm -hmm. i saw both of those wow yeah i didn't put that together that's fantastic that's really cool mm -hmm. to see yeah it's it, i love it it's cool to see all the like older ravers you know yeah <laughs> that's awesome Mm -hmm. wow. little texas Good for you guys mm -hmm. yeah little texas came out too so that was sick yeah oh, i love him he's the best <laughs> he's a wild boy <laughs> he is i still haven't got to meet him in person i want to arm wrestle him i feel like that'd be a lot of fun that you should record a, a tiktok for that i feel like that would go viral oh we'll do it for sure <laughs> hopefully sometime this year we'll see yeah we'll keep an eye out but i actually want to switch gears a little bit here get a little more serious because I remember back, it was actually around the time. So just so you know, Christy and I, like we work at Welcome Records. We help with the A&R stuff, label management. Let's go. We were, Hello, we were working with, yeah, we were working with Melissa on your track, The Same. So I remember around that time you had posted about how you had like writer's block and how you were going through this kind of a funk, you know, not knowing if this is a career mm -hmm. that you wanted to pursue. So I know a lot of other producers might be going through that right now, especially now that festival season is going to come back in full swing. And so I guess like what advice do you have for artists who are going through this weird phase where they just don't know what they want to do? They don't even know if they want to continue on with this career. Like, what would you say to those artists? Really good question. Well, so what would I say to those artists? Probably take some time really try to self-reflect, think about, you know, what you enjoy about doing what you're doing right now and why you enjoy it. Um, because the reason why I say that is because what, what mostly did it for me um, and was, I'm going to use the word upsetting. Um, and I, I genuinely think that's how it felt at the time um, was uh, when COVID hit, uh everything kind of flipped on its head um because of that a lot of the landscape felt like it changed in a way that i found myself enjoying very thoroughly um what i mean by that was prior to covid um you guys would probably be able to attest to this as well a lot of the music coming out in the scene very much felt as if it were practically only being created for the point of having other DJs playing that music live. The high that aspect. was, there was a lot of that happening. Um, I would say the majority of it, at least in the bass scene, um, other scenes, maybe not as much bass scene for sure. That's how it had been for like six years, honestly. Um, so when COVID happened, um, I, at least personally, I had felt uh, a shift in the scene um, where that did not matter anymore. Why? Because nobody was playing shows. Um, nobody was, you know, nobody was rinsing tracks because where were you going to rinse them? You know, there was like the two live streams per week. That was about it. There weren't, you know, there weren't artists in every single city across the U S at every single venue, you know, every weekend. Right. <clears throat> so because of that, it felt like music was doing something a lot different, um, in bass music. Uh, and that's when we saw a lot of really cool artists pop up like Papa Khan, Ace Aura, um, Chime kind of had like a really hot surge, you know, during that mm -hmm. time as well, still going, honestly. Mm -hmm. um, but that very much, uh, as soon as COVID started to cease, I don't want to say cease, but it's like, you know, vaccines came out. Um, there were a lot of people that were like, all right, fuck this, like back to normal. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. 
when that happened, uh, it almost felt like in the snap of a finger, everything just went back to normal. And all of that really, really cool, um, in my opinion, soulful music that was uh, being created, coming out, getting attention uh, during that time period was not important anymore. It was just back to like, you know, show tunes, uh, dub plates, whatever you want to call them, right? Um, that to me was something that felt um, very upsetting for a period of time, just because I had grown so fond of the music that I was making during COVID and the music that I was hearing during COVID, because it was just, it was very different, but it felt a lot um, more true during that time. And I really struggled to figure out how to um, sort of find a middle ground between, you know, songs that I'm enjoying producing um, almost for the sake of being listened to compared to just playing songs live, right? Um, so that was really what had done it for me. So uh, that being said, like you had mentioned, if there are other musicians that are listening to this right now that could still be feeling the effects of that, um, what really helped me um, was taking a step back, a big step back. I didn't make music for like three, four months, honestly. Um, and just trying to figure out, you know, why, why do I, why did I do this in the first place? Why did I start making music in the first place? Um, and why did I continue doing it for all of these years? Um, the answer, uh, was I started because I really love it. Like truly love making music, love DJing, love electronic music as a whole. And why did I continue doing, I, I continued doing it because it became my job. And that sounds very blunt, um, and very borderline depressing, but it was true. I kind of lost um, a majority of the initial passion. I think a lot of people do, whether they know it or not, um, in that process. And then COVID, I had refound it when COVID went away. It also kind of just fell away, but being stripped so suddenly, that's what did it. Um, being able to realize that though, uh, helped me sort of being, being able to identify that helped me figure out my own solution, which was honestly just like, I don't even really know how I can describe it. It's almost like a, a flip switch in my head that said like something along the lines of like, I'm very grateful to be doing this still, extremely grateful to be doing this still. I still love electronic music. Um, yes, I had a great time during COVID and everything that happened uh, musically during that, that time landscape. Um, I could still enjoy now too. Let's find a way to make both worlds join. And then I did, and it sounds very simple. Um, but that's how it happened. But it really took a long, long period of uh, sort of looking inside myself and seeing why I wanted to continue in order to do that. Does that kind of make sense? I feel like I just ranted pointlessly. No, it totally does. All right. I appreciate Good. you for sharing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully that answered your question. That was a little bit roundabout. I apologize. <laughs> Yeah, I actually, I have another question just really sure. quickly before we move into our submitted questions. Um, what advice do you have for artists who really, really found themselves during COVID, but now that shows are starting back up, they're not really getting any bookings. And like, cause I know a couple of artists who they're really good at production. They know that they have what it takes. You know, they're at that like 20,000 monthly range. They're trying to break yeah. through but they are not getting as many bookings as they see other people getting. And like, it's just really hard to, I don't know, like what advice would you, would you give those folks? You're completely right. It's extremely difficult. And uh, to um, 
to touch on that briefly, I feel as if I actually can comment here because I definitely, uh, comparatively speaking, saw a pretty big lull um, just because uh, I feel as if the first thing to come back was the very large scale shows. Um, the large scale shows, I'm not going to get too deeply into this because the the last thing I want to do is uh, upset the wrong people. That being said, I'm not afraid to talk about these things in certain frames. Mm -hmm. um, those big shows that I just referenced are very political, whether you're aware of it or not, they are. Um, and those politics are something that really can't be, you can't, they just are. It doesn't matter who you are, how good you are, how long you've been doing it. It doesn't matter. Certain crowds are going to um, work with their friends, their business mm -hmm. partners, so on and so forth. And that is the politics of the music industry period. Doesn't matter if it's electronic music, rap music, doesn't matter. It's the same. Okay. Um, do not get discouraged by that. There is a very larger machine at work here. Um, and there is room for everybody to have their slice of pie. That being said, um, as you had just mentioned, um, COVID kind of, uh, COVID ceasing and then these big shows coming back sort of only made one part of that machine visible, making it very, very difficult for those uh, in which you're mentioning that are trying to break into the space uh, professionally, very difficult to um, you know work your way in, get your foot in the door. The time will come. I guarantee it. There is a plethora of talent that is out there that is just waiting to essentially pour in. Um, as far as I'm concerned, to be more specific, it'll probably start happening when you get like this year's Lost Lands. I'm sure will be very pivotal. Uh, Base Canyon, um, other festivals completely separate from that, just like the mass insurgence of festivals. Now that everybody is sort of back on their feet, um, promoters and, you know, those that are in charge of bringing those smaller artists in to be in front of the masses. Um, things are going to get a lot better. That being said, the most encouraging thing that I can say is that objectively speaking, um, the electronic music, the bass scene um, as a whole is larger than it has ever been before, period. Um, it has been growing every year and it is insane to watch someone like Sudden Death go from 2017, 20, or 2018, 2018, we played Contact Fest and he played right before me. And now he's selling out Red Rocks. That's nuts. That that is a product of how many people are here now present engaged in the community engaged in the genre and um you know very much passionate about the music it is at all-time high numbers so there is plenty of room for people that are new into the producing scene to make a very very solid dent in it it's right around the corner i guarantee it guarantee oh, it. i love that i actually have the chills thinking about sudden deaths come up because yeah, it's insane he came to Red Rocks in 2018 for like slugs, snails or something. Yep. And he was in like the 8 p.m. or the 7 p.m. slot. And he walked out with a lampshade on his head that said void on it. Oh, I and remember now that. I just it's hilarious. Think, like, less than four years later, it's literally selling out Avant Gardner. And like, he's just the biggest icon. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah. And it's so good for him. Um, but it's not just good for him. It's good for everybody. You know, the fact that he's able to do that means that there is so much less of a barrier for entry for others. Think about like, uh, I mean, look at like eight years ago, right? Zed's dead would be doing Avant Gardner like that. Maybe, honestly, maybe they might still be at like Webster Hall. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. that's just how much the scene has grown. That's how much capacity there is for growth for artists that are just now breaking in as well. So it's all cool stuff. Truly. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you for that answer. I think that's going to be really encouraging for a lot of people. 
I hope so. It, it's an encouraging time. And I hope that everybody, everybody that, you know, should feel that way deserves to feel that way. Right. Oh yeah. So Absolutely. I agree. Good, well, good. should we move into the submitted questions, Chrissy? Yeah, we got a really good one here. Um, Tuffy, one of our really close friends, he's just now getting into Blender and he wants to know oh, how good for you, him. yeah, he wants to know how you got started in Blender and if you create the art for all of your releases or like walk us through that. Sure. Um, I got started in Blender in, uh, I, I want to say like roughly around August of 2018. Um, the reason I got into it was because my uh, videographer at the time had, had mentioned it to me while we were on tour and we, we were in Germany and had like four days off and literally nothing to do. And I was dying of boredom because we couldn't really go anywhere because we didn't speak German. We were in like this like small, like small area of the city where nobody spoke English and it was, it was extremely frustrating. Um, and he showed me Blender and I was like, yo, that's kind of crazy. Um, got into it and absolutely fell in love with the process. Um, it's the same exact thing for me as um, getting involved in music for the first time. It's just like another way of like, you know, making cool stuff creatively. And I'm really, really fond of that. So um, that's kind of how I got started. And then um, I, I'm so sorry, I forget. What was the other part of the question? Um, do you make your own artwork? Yeah, for really okay. Um, Sorry, that actually reminded me of the other point that I wanted to say. More specifically, um, because I want to give the proper advice if, if you know you want to get into it as well. Um, I did the Blender Guru series on YouTube, which mm -hmm. I actually can't recommend because okay. I stumbled upon information that he's actually a really big piece of shit. Um, I don't want to say that um, definitively because if that's not true, I feel really bad. But I believe that it is true and we don't fuck with that. So anyway, mm -hmm. um, Try to find somewhere else. Uh, anyways, um, you had asked how many, uh, like how much of my like stuff I do. I'd say like 90%. Um, sometimes certain labels are like, yo, we don't really want you to do um, your own artwork. Like we have a guy, we have something that's like on brand for us. Uh, we'd prefer if we could do it. Um, so I say, all right, that's fine. And then, mm -hmm. you know, we just kind of, I don't want to say collaborate because their artist is doing the majority of the work, but I'm doing as much as I can to assist them in the process and, and make it, uh, you know, still in line with like the type of stuff that I try to make. Mm -hmm. um, and as far as like show visuals go, I'm very proud to say that I think I have all but one now that are my own. I think there's like one visual from, uh, from the last guy that I got a pack from that I still really like and I haven't made anything better. Um, but the other ones um, are pretty much all me. So I'm very wow. happy to be able to say that. That is incredible. Tuffy, keep going. You got this. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean, it's it's just a software. If you can learn music production software, you can learn 3D software. That's all it is. It's the same thing. So there's so many resources to be able to pile on and try to educate yourself on those things. So yeah, keep going. You absolutely got it. Anybody, anybody that wants to do that absolutely can. That's amazing. Hell Especially yeah. because Blender is completely free. The whole program is completely free. That's yeah. incredible. So Game the changing. barrier for entry is non-existent. Literally, no right. excuses. Yeah, they even made a brand new, this This might be a little bit um, too deep terminology, but they, they made, uh, like a year ago, they made a new render engine that literally runs on less powerful oh. machines. So wow. even if your computer sucks, you can still use it. 
Like yeah. you're not going to have as good of a time as if, as if you have like, you know, like a Disney machine, of course, yeah. but you know, it's still really, really accessible. So it's great stuff to see. That's cool. Hell yeah. Sweet. Well, we have one more submitted question. And then sure. after that, we'll go into what we call lightning round. Oh boy. All right, let's go. All right. So one of our street team members actually, uh, Yale on the rail is what we call him. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe you see him on it. Instagram, Twitter. <laughs> that's his, that's his word. <laughs> Yale on the rail. And All right. Yes. You Yale on the rail. Let's go. Anytime he's at a show, he's always on the rail. That's fitting. Um, he actually wants to know, do you have any more tracks planned or any collaborations with Revlo in the works? Oh yeah. We just talked about, um, so I'm, I always, I get excited to say what I'm about to say. And then I realize I probably shouldn't say it. (laughs) Yes. He and I just talked the other day. Um, there is something in the works for someone um, that I'm going to be working on with him to try to make something new. That's, that's what I'm going to say. Cool. Hopefully that's sufficient. Yeah. Mm. We're, we're going to get something going for him, um, together, the both of us, and it'll be really fun, but I love him. He's a great kid. Yeah. Um, makes awesome music. And I told him, I'm like, dude, I want to help you however you can. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to make as much music with you as humanly possible. So yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, More stuff with him in the very recent future and perpetually as well. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, just shout out John. He's amazing. Mm-hmm. And he is great. Yeah, just being at the Lost Lands pre-party, uh, Chrissy and I, we were deep in the mosh pits. We got <laughs> yes. we got caught up in the mosh pits somehow. <laughs> but we oh, were just nice. deep in the crowd. And you know, like at Lost Lands, they had all the artists at the pre-party just playing their own tracks. And John actually played Lasers. As oh, cool. He chose that track because like each artist, like they were all like lined up. It was like Hi, I'm Ghost and Radar, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wales, like all the artists that were playing at Lost Lands, they were all at the booth. And I remember when it was John's turn, he played Lasers and it was the crowd was Oof. like the crowd reaction was insane. Oh, that's so cool. I never knew that, actually. I knew that he played it there, but I didn't know that it was like in that context. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. like you have one song. One song only. Make it fucking count. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. And he chose That's the right awesome. one. So it was great. Good stuff. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was sick. Um, well, we actually have the lightning round ready for you. We have five questions. And I don't know if you know what's coming, but we got some really tough questions in here. The first one is, would you rather play at a small intimate crowd or a large festival? I can be very direct with this answer. I was just talking to my girlfriend about this the other day. Um, this might come off the wrong way. So I'm going to try to like clean up my mess. I don't really like intimate crowds that much. I don't, I hate to say it, but I feel like I have to because everybody says they love intimate crowds and I would feel like a complete fake if I agreed with that, even though I don't. Let me tell you the reason why. I absolutely love intimate crowd energy, but every single intimate show that I've played, there is at least one motherfucker that makes it so uncomfortable for me that I have the worst time. I just played this college show just the other week and there were these girls in the front row that would not leave me alone. And I'm like, I'm here to do my fucking job. Like, leave me alone. Mm -hmm. Like, and then there was some other dude that literally every single time that the, uh, the song would go to like a more quiet part, he would literally start screaming, hey dj as loud as he could over and over and over again until it got loud again and i couldn't hear him so it was excruciatingly frustrating um that's just a specific set of examples but yeah the people like that if you're listening and you are that person 
fuck mm-hmm. off. Stop doing that. You ruin intimate venues for me. Otherwise, I would like them, but I would much <laughs> rather play for a big crowd because of that reason. There's always someone, every single time, yeah. unfortunately. That's, that's the honest truth, folks. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And they're I'm like hovering over your decks and they like, yeah. someone spills a drink, a drunk girl falls over, you know? Yeah. I I've had that happen too. And I, nowadays I'm pretty uptight about like oh, no. six, six foot vicinity, like yeah. away by, <laughs> um, yeah. for that exact reason, because like that becomes my liability and, uh, CDJs are expensive and we're not trying to, we're not trying to mess those up. So, and not mess up your set and not mess up my set because that happens too. And that's, also very bad mm-hmm. but yeah that's Good the answer. answer to that one it's honest it might not be mm-hmm. the most favorable but it's at least honest yeah all right here's our uh, next one right here this might be a little <laughs> tough for you all right fuck mary kill shack ruvlo ray volpe oh boy all right um Mm, I'd have to marry Ray because he's my really good friend um, and I know him the best. Um, I know John pretty well too, but I definitely can't say that about Shaq, although he's a good guy. Um, I don't know about the other two. <laughs> I'd probably have to kill Shaq just because like... I don't know him. Oh, like, boy. he's not my boy. I'm sorry. Like... <laughs> I, I haven't met him in person yet. If we met in person, we really vibed, you know, like it might be different, mm-hmm. but it's like, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm a man for my friends here and he, he's not, mm-hmm. he's not my homeboy yet. Although, you know, we'll see maybe a lost lands. My goal for this year is to give he, him a piggyback yeah. ride. Maybe after that I'll change and I'll kill <laughs> John. But in the meantime, <laughs> Yeah, no, I want, I want to give him a piggyback ride. You better keep working on those well, squats. Cause man, I, yeah. <laughs> every week, every week we have to, because I know it's going to be yeah. a challenge. Do not skip leg day. No, we cannot. It's not an option. No. Otherwise, my bones will crumble under the immense pressure that is Shaquille. So literally right after this. Yeah, right after this, yeah. you got to go yeah. and uh, hit legs. I actually did it right before this. So we're good. Oh, done. Well, yeah, Already. Taken care of. Yep. No problemo. But yeah, so I guess that leaves John, even though, mm. you know, he's a good looking dude. Yeah. 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 He's got a little no, no. cute little facial hair and stuff. Like. And the beanie cool. works. Yeah, and the little beanie. beanie. I like that. You can leave that on. Very cute. Although he likes the temperatures <laughs> to be really cold. So Yeah, I'm gonna have a problem with that. If it's not 71, we're gonna have beef. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he does that shit. That's weird. Like if you if you keep your room at 62, that's weird. Yeah. Is is he's like an iguana, his internal body temperature is <laughs> too hot. Too cold, rather. John the iguan. Yeah. <laughs> it's a problem. We're gonna have to that's talk funny. to him about that. <clears throat> oh, that's All funny. right. Who do you think should be on everyone's radar? Like what artists are killing it? Oh man, that's actually really hard. Um, I would say maybe like Nushi, uh, big mm-hmm. fan of his. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd still say he's like, uh, he's he's been on a number of comps, but I don't think that he's like prominent enough to where it would be wrong to say. Um, Cause initially I was gonna say like, um, like knock two and iso xo like i feel like yeah. everybody would because they're just mm-hmm. awesome um but i feel they're like you know, because of that that's probably not the best answer just because i feel like you know everybody they're they're everybody's got to watch so it's an unoriginal answer i'm trying to think of who else um new she's definitely my number one because i'm a really really big fan of his um aside from that i really don't know i'm blanking 
So we're going to go with him. And yeah. that's, that's probably final answer. Love it. Yeah. Good answer. Thank you. <laughs> All right. So if you could play any festival in the world, is there one in particular that you would choose? Just anyone in the 100%. world? 100%. Yeah, 100%. It's Ultra. Ultra Miami. That has literally Ooh. been my dream festival for... 2022 all right so 10 years um that's a long time uh haven't done one yet would absolutely love to would be the greatest honor of my existence so hopefully one day i i, I can't quit until that's that's what happens no retirement until ultra <laughs> hey well chrissy and i are going uh i think we're gonna go this year yeah yeah we're we're, de- we're debating i mean there's Have a hard dance there's a hard dance been before over, but no uh-uh Really? Never. Never to Miami. At least I haven't. Oh yeah. There's, um, where do they have the other ones? Isn't it like a, like a Singapore, one. a Croatia. Mm-hmm. Oh, I guess I did do that one, but I'll, I did say ultra Miami. So I specified, mm-hmm. um, yeah. or not Croatia, the other one, or maybe it was There's Croatia. Japan I don't remember. Or ultra Taipei or Taiwan. Or something. Yeah. Something like that. I was going to say maybe Singapore, but I think, I think there could be Japan. I think there is Japan for sure as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I remember like a joyride clip from there like several years ago or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's the one for sure. I'd say second would be Lost Lands um, mm-hmm. just because like, again, home state still haven't gotten to play, but would absolutely love to. Cool. Hey, well, maybe you'll be able to play this year. Last question for you. Our, right. our agents have received insider information that you have a collab in the works with High Zombie. Can you confirm or deny? Can confirm. Yes. He, uh, he sent me a plethora of really, really good demos and then was like, yo, pick one. And I'm like, ah, oh, geez. Like, <laughs> these are all really good. Um, yeah. So I think I just like picked like the most recent one because I couldn't decide. Um, but yeah, he he's makes some really, really good stuff. Um, I'd say he's another one that I could th- throw uh, on my uh, wants to watch list for sure. Um, definitely not enough credit yet, but soon. Absolutely. Yeah. He's actually my boyfriend. So I had to ask. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. He was like asking when he's going to send the stems back. <laughs> <laughs> well, tell him I said hello. That is so funny. Um, but yeah, no, he's, uh, I really like his stuff. Um, so yeah, we're going to get that going. Uh, ideally if I can get my shit together sometime this month, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, we'll see. But oh, yeah, yeah. super talented producer. Shout out iZombie. Shout out iZombie. Yeah. I love you, Matt. <laughs> God damn it, Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we have for you. Do you have any last words? I don't I don't know. I don't think so. Um, I had a good time talking. Thank you guys very much for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, and I guess those would be my last words. I don't know. Everybody always asks, is there something I want to say, like to announce anything? No, can't do that yet. It's not the time. So Mm-mm. yep. Lip sealed. <laughs> I guess just, just look out for the high zombie collab. That's it. Ooh. Okay. Yes. Yeah. We're going to, st- we're going to get some coverage locked in on that one whenever it does get, get Let's ready. Let's go.